This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. A driver pulled over in the Niagara Falls area, and they were just flying down the highway. They were pulled over at Highway 420 and Drummond Road around 3.15 p.m. in Niagara Falls on Monday. And they had New York plates. The excuse they told the officer was they didn't realize that Canadian speed limits were in kilometers and not miles. (laughs) So the posted speed limit in the area, 80 kilometers per hour, the 52-year-old driver was allegedly caught going around 142 kilometers per hour, hour, which checks out. That's the conversion? That would be pretty close to the conversion there if you thought that 80 miles per hour was what you should be driving. (laughs) <laughs> like, but looking down at the dashboard, you must realize you're flying. You must be like, these Canadians are crazy. But why am I passing everybody? And once you get onto the, the 401 and it's now 100 miles per hour, you think? That's 160 kilometers yeah. per hour. And you're blazing by everybody. <laughs> like, you would be flying. On the 402, it's 120 is the speed limit. Really? 120. One hundred twenty miles per hour is oh my goodness! Look at this. You'd be going one hundred ninety-three kilometers per hour, and you still haven't figured out that maybe <laughs> there's something wrong here. <laughs> my Mazda doesn't even go that fast. Yeah, once your steering wheel starts vibrating to the point you feel the car might fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, there was a child in the car as oh, well. Boy. Yeah. The police charged the motorist with stunt driving, and the vehicle was impounded for 14 days. Uh, police say it's an unfortunate spot. I know a lot of Americans come up, especially just over from Buffalo. With vehicles these days, they're more than capable of switching on the uh, speedometer between miles and kilometers. So just make sure you do that <laughs> if you're crossing the border. Same goes for Canadians heading down there. You don't want to be going too slow in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Getting honked at, impeding traffic. <laughs> but the excuse, not a valid one, according to the OPP. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. You know that movie, Grown Ups, Jim? Mm-hmm. Sandler. Sandler. Yeah, a classic. Just one of many Adam Sandler classics, and that's one of the reasons he was honored with the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor, Sunday night at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. The Sandman got the big award. Wow. This, is, this is like the top award for satire, humor, yeah. comedy in the USA. Like the only award I'm aware of, to be honest. All the greats have gotten it. So the ceremony, it's going to be on TV this weekend, but we're getting reports about what went down there. Sandler apparently said, uh, quote, the reason bad reviews don't hurt me is because my friends and I are having so much fun making these movies. Everything we do together makes me feel like the critics don't know what they're talking about. So they're just trying to make each other laugh and have fun together. And the audiences seem to respond. (laughs) Writer and longtime collaborator of Adam Sandler, Tim Herlihy, uh, he said that he worked with Adam on, quote, 31 motion pictures with a combined Rotten Tomatoes score of 59. (laughs) (laughs) I love a lot of Adam Sandler movies, but a lot of them are very, 
middle of the pack, to say the least. Like, they can be hit and miss for sure. Yeah, I mean, Grown Ups is is a solid movie. It's not a, amazing, like, but Happy a Gil- Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, Waterboy, Wedding Singer, all those movies are classics to me. Yeah, he went on a streak for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, who else was there? Oh, of course, Chris Rock was on stage. He broke out another Will Smith joke. He pointed out Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, in the audience and said, the only guy here knows just how I feel. It's you and me, Paul. Remember, Paul Pelosi oh, got attacked in his yeah. home. <laughs> Funny, but it's, Chris Rock needs to move on soon, I think. Yeah, that's, you, uh, know, you know, one, one, one for the road. road. Okay, yeah. One for the road. Also on hand, Conan O'Brien, who joked that many of Adam's friends were available to be at the... Uh, at the Mark Twain ceremony, because if Adam isn't working, then they aren't working. Uh, ben Stiller was there, Judd Apatow, Steve Buscemi, Jennifer Aniston, Drew Barrymore, David Spade, Pete Davidson, Dana Carvey, Rob Schneider, and the ceremony, if you want to watch it, for the first time since 1996, it's not going to air on PBS. It's going to be on CNN this Sunday night, if you want to see Adam Sandler getting his big award. The Taz and Jim Podcast. You can join the show anytime. Get in touch with us by calling or texting 1-833-829-6546. That's 1-833-TAZ-N-JIM. And we do our best to get back to everybody to read everything during the show. Sometimes that doesn't happen, but we will, uh, after the show or the next day, we'll we'll go back and, and read all the messages that have come in. And that's kind of what I'm doing right now, going through some of the messages we got yesterday and some comments on the topics we were discussing here. Okay. Uh, the lawsuit woman up in the Huntsville area, 73 years old, spilt a hot tea in her lap at the Tim Hortons drive-thru. She's now suing Timmy's for $500,000. And here is uh, here's a take from one of our listeners. Taz and Jim, Tim Hortons has the worst cups slash lids. If it isn't leaking from the lid, it leaks from the cup seam. And this is the argument. She says the integrity of the cup was the reason she spilt the tea in her lap. Yeah. It kind of crumpled in her hand. Hot tea went everywhere. It's not just Tim Hortons. I'm sure they have a problem with their lids too. But like, I think anywhere you order a coffee, if you pinch it at the wrong spot, the, the lid will just pop right off. Sometimes it's not secure. Yeah, sometimes it is a user error by the person who works there. Didn't put it on all the way. Uh-huh. So you never know. It'll be interesting to see... What happens there if there's a settlement? She definitely got burnt. In the news story, there's pictures of the burns, and yeah, it does yeah. not look like a fun situation. Sure, but I'd take it for 500 grand. <laughs> What's the lowest you'd take it for? Eight grand. <laughs> Probably, if I'm being honest. That'd be a nice little bonus. I'm thinking about it. Now. Yeah, I mean, it was so red. I, I, can, I can boil water and dump it in your lap for $8,000. GoFundMe will be started later today, Jim. Yeah, yeah, but it's only like <laughs> half a tea. So it's like you don't get to dump a whole bucket. It's just, you know, 400 milliliters. Here's another uh, topic we were on yesterday, talking about this uh, jungle cat world in Clarington, Ontario. It's a, uh, a big cat sanctuary slash tourist attraction that's kind of in just in the middle of... Uh, the country, like a woman was walking her dog 
and was shocked that there was a chain link fence with a lion on the other side <laughs> of the fence. She didn't know this place was there. And she's like, what is going on? Why yeah. is there a lion running alongside this fence with my dog? Yeah, you would think it was in some sort of farm or somebody's property anyway that got in there somehow. Comment from our listener is, hey guys, that zoo has been there for more than I've been alive. The problem here is city people moving to small towns. <laughs> I don't think you're... Not even small town people are expecting to see a lion in their backyard. It's not like we're encroaching on a bear's environment. <laughs> you grew up in a small town, Jim. Would you be surprised to see a lion? I'd do a double take. <laughs> At least. Yeah. Maybe a triple. Like, if I saw a donkey, I'd go, wait, what? What's that donkey yeah, doing there? a lion is next level. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Former President of the United States, Donald Trump, who must be feeling a bit of pressure today, uh, tweeting out on the weekend he's expecting to get arrested today for the whole uh, bribing Stormy Daniels deal. Mm-hmm. Trying to write that off as a... <laughs> Trying to get it out of taxes. <laughs> you are allowed to to give someone money to keep quiet. You're allowed to do that. The problem is he's accused of uh, trying to get the money back by writing it off for tax purposes, and possibly it could be looked at as a campaign yeah. contribution. <laughs> what a classically crazy. sleazy politician move. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like it's like a chief or sorry like uh, Mayor Quimby you know like something a cartoon would get into trouble for truly you would see this in a movie and you'd be like oh this is great this, this would never happen there's no way this would happen in real life but it, it could happen today Donald Trump himself saying that he thinks he's getting arrested today now on the other side of the aisle things not smelling rosy for Hillary Clinton apparently she went to see a Broadway show with her daughter Chelsea, and there were two human turds found in the aisle next to uh, where Hillary Clinton was sitting at this theater. Apparently, this is the fourth time human feces has been found in this theater, and they're talking about the possibility of a serial pooper. Going to Broadway shows. Okay, I thought it was every time Hillary goes to a Broadway show, somebody <laughs> there's a couple logs drops left some turds. <laughs> no, that would have been hilarious. It's not the fourth time it's happened to her. It's okay. the fourth time it's happened at this theater. Um, there's speculation that somebody may be pooping in a Ziploc bag and then dropping the turds in the theater for okay. some reason. Yeah. Just to mess with people. Maybe they're just getting ready for like, they don't have any tomatoes to throw at the bad performance. So they're like, just yeah. in case. This is taking a theater review to the next level. <laughs> Rotten tomatoes. I give you two turds. <laughs> um, the other theory is it was just an unfortunate accident suffered by an elderly person. You Which know, could if happen. I was a betting man, but it could just be an impatient person who doesn't want to miss anything. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I could probably get away with this. You pay a lot of money for those Broadway tickets. You don't want to miss a second. Yeah. I've seen people pee in the middle of a crowd at a concert <laughs> because they don't want to go to the porta potties. The key, if you do have an accident like that, just keep walking. Right? <laughs> do Shake not it stop. Out the pant leg yeah. and just move do on. Do not stop. Yeah. Don't draw any attention to yourself. They're going to blame it on the cereal pooper anyways. Sure. You'll get away with it. I want to see you peacock, cock, cock, your peacock, cock, 
It's time to take a look at sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock. Now, last week on the program, we were following the story of Carson Briere, who's a university hockey player, son of Flyers GM Daniel Briere. He got into some trouble because he pushed a wheelchair down the stairs with nobody in it at a local bar, but there was huge public backlash, and now he's facing some legal backlash as well, Dev. Yeah, the police have actually laid charges. So three charges have been laid against him and another uh, athlete over at Merseyhurst University, which is the university he's at right now. So he has been charged with criminal mischief, disorderly conduct, and conspiracy to commit criminal mischief and so that's, he's, a, that's an intense charge i don't know what it means but i mean well they got him on both criminal mischief and com- conspiracy which is i guess him talking to the guy that they're going to push it before they do yeah you can see what happened there they made the choice to push his wheelchair down the stairs i'm assuming not realizing that right next to them was an hd security camera so it plays out clear as day you can tell that they're discussing oh should we do it uh, they talk about maybe getting in the chair and going out on the dance floor. They decide against that. Instead, they push it down the stairs. The camera angle is so good, I almost wonder if they meant to do it on camera. <laughs> like, it's like, that's This is jackass. Yeah. <laughs> My question is, like, what's this going to solve? Like, these are misdemeanors. The entire world knows about Carson Briere at this point. They know he's been, he was kicked off the Arizona team for multiple violations is what uh, Arizona is saying. He's on his last chance. He's at Merseyhurst, which I just learned existed. So, like... <laughs> He's being kicked out. He's you know he's being suspended from the team. What does a misdemeanor charge do to Carson Briere, whose family has the means to make this be even less significant than it already is? Yeah, the the main punishment is ruining of his family's reputation, and the fact that his dad probably hates him right now. His dad hates him. His school hates him. I'm sure the entire town hates him. Like That's probably why they charged him, because the police don't want to be uh, accused of taking it easy on him. So they like, we're going to yeah. give him three charges. Two of them are going to be thrown out, if not all three. But we've washed our hands clean of this. We did our job. Yeah. I'm sure the phone lines over at the local police station were blowing up. In this day and age, people complain. They've probably been getting a ton of calls. Why haven't you charged this guy yet? It speaks to maybe Carson Briere should do more than just issue like a two-sentence apology through your dad if you truly are sorry for this explain this better in terms of how deeply sorry you are if he is which i hope he would be because what he did was a terrible thing yeah he's, he's got to pull the rehab thing he's got kicked out of arizona <laughs> for drinking he did this while drunk that's the that's the hail mary right there is uh, or he's got to meet got a drinking with this, problem. the girl who whose wheelchair he pushed down the stairs in public and team up with her somehow he he needs to get her forgiveness publicly yes. before anyone else is going to forgive him. Everyone else can't be upset with him if she's now forgiven him, right? So focus on her, right the wrong that was directed at her, which is what started all this to begin with, and then everything else, I think, will settle itself. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Is this the latest, like, prank you pull on people sending unwanted food? It's like swatting somebody with food? Yeah, there's a neighborhood... In British Columbia, where this has been happening, they say that uh, people have just had Uber Eats food showing up at their houses, paid for, <laughs> and 
Joke's on you, idiot. <laughs> yeah. But I saw that story yesterday, and then I saw this today. A neighborhood in Los Angeles is trying to figure out why they're being flooded with Uber Eats deliveries that are piling up. Some neighbors in this neighborhood in L.A. say they've gotten over a dozen food orders in one day. Hmm. And neighborhood... Uh, Vegans are now saying, could you throw in a few more salads? <laughs> salads? <laughs> this, is, this is aggressive. You're sending steak to our doors. It's at the point where they're looking for organizations to take the food um, to feed people in need because they have so much unwanted food being delivered to their homes. Here are some, uh, some of the Los Angeles neighbors talking about the situation. Sometimes it would just be like, Four orders of milk for McDonald's. I've probably received 30 meals. We can probably got about 40 bags of food. Every neighbor has a different idea of what this is. Well, we thought it was credit card fraud. The marketing campaign, rich kids on TikTok who are trying to have some commentary on millennials. I am a vegetarian and they've been sending a lot of meat. Most of us are vegetarian here, so we couldn't really eat them. <laughs> it's probably not all about you. I'm guessing it's a it's a a bug on the app. Probably that's misordering food or putting a different address. Technical uh, well, difficulty. I'm thinking like, okay, it's prank or a good Samaritan. None of those are checking out. It, yeah. Why? Why, why would a good Samaritan send four cartons of milk from McDonald's to someone's house? It sounds like a mistake. I mean, it would be kind of funny, maybe in certain contexts, but it it, it actually sounds like there's a bug on the <laughs> the app itself. Like that's the only explanation I can think of. It's happening in British Columbia as well. People are just getting food delivered to their houses. Can I get one of these? Like, that'd be <laughs> nice. You go out to walk the dogs and there's a bunch of McNuggets out there. Would you trust them? I guess if it's an Uber official Uber Eats delivery guy dropping them off and not just some random stranger. Yeah, yeah, but anybody can just buy an Uber Eats sticker. That's true. But if is the package have a sealed thing on it? Yeah, as long as it has a sticker keeping the bag closed, you know there's no way that the food could be tainted. Exactly, so I'm eating it. <laughs> the sticker protects from everything. Uh, yeah, if it's unbroken, yeah, obviously. You couldn't re-stick that. Shut up, Tad. You can't. <laughs> Don't ruin Uber Eats for me. Well, we'll keep an eye on that situation. See if we can figure out what's going on here. But imagine your doorbell rings 12 times a day and it's just different food. Unexplained. Hmm. You don't know why it's coming, but it just keeps coming. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Remember back in 2008, we talked about this on the show. There was a video that went viral. It was a fake tourism video for the city of Regina, Saskatchewan. Regina. Yeah, it looked like a, like a cheesy 80s stock footage tour of Regina with this ridiculous song playing over top of it. Everyone got a kick out of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but apparently some people don't have a sense of humor. Now that uh, Tourism Regina has adopted the name Experience Regina as their official name. So now Tourism Regina is called Experience Regina. And last week they launched a new ad campaign that made a lot of people upset. Okay. Proud Reginaites. Yeah, Reginatins. <laughs> Re- Regine. Reginers. Reginians. <laughs> 
Regina Indians? Regina Indians? People in Regina were upset because the new tourism ad campaign had a couple of slogans that weren't very subtle, including, show us your Regina. That's great. Hashtag show us your Regina, encouraging people to post that with pictures of them doing things around town, you know? The landmarks, your backyard. Yeah, show us your your Regina. And the other one was, this is an official slogan released by the tourism board in Regina. Regina, the city that rhymes with fun. (laughs) Okay. That's an old that's actually an old joke. I think that's like a local joke that's been around for decades. But that's the actual slogan they're using now? Well, no, it was last okay. week. <laughs> so they they launched this last week and they have already backpedaled. This is the CEO of Experience Regina who had to come out and apologize and he tried to explain why they thought those slogans were a good idea to, <laughs> to begin with. Here he is. Regina, experience Regina. That affiliation will always be an undertone that we face. I think we should be proud of our city's name, and I think we should be proud of the city that we live in. And, and for those that, uh, that want to have a moment of humor with it, that's not a bad thing. Uh, embrace it. We're not changing the name of the city of Regina anytime soon. No, but they are changing the slogans. <laughs> They're gone, and Aww. he apologized to anyone who was offended. I have no problem with Show Us Your Regina, because that is just a clever way, and the town's name is right in it, Like, and it's up to the person to interpret it, dirty or not. Like If I said that to my grandma, she might not even realize there's anything wrong with it. The other one, the city that rhymes with fun, I is mean, a little over the top. It's confusing, and you go, "Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Like that one? It's hilarious, but obviously not the right move." Shores Regina <laughs> is amazing. What about the city out east, uh, dildo? They could do uh, show us your dildo. Yeah, <laughs> if it brings the tourists, you win. <laughs> what kind of tourists is it going to bring? I want to see you. Time for sports. Our sports guy, Devin Peacock, is here. I know you want to talk about World Baseball Classic, but uh, off the air here, Dev is ranting about how much money Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the <laughs> NFL, makes. Let's, uh, just tell everyone how, how much he's raking in. So Roger Goodell is about to sign a new multi-year contract. It was reported in 2020 that he was making $63.9 million a season. Since becoming commissioner in 2006, he has been, uh, he has been compensated with $500 million. A year? In total, for his okay. career earnings. Imagine. Well, <laughs> Still. But, well, I mean, here's the thing. So uh, what, what's interesting about the NFL and their compensation for Goodell is up until 2015, they were tax-exempt. So the NFL did not pay taxes. They well, they're re- a charity. They, they were. <laughs> or a religion. They, they, they relinquished that in 2015 because they wanted to shield... Their executive pay, because when you're tax exempt, you have to tell everyone how much you're paying everyone. Now they don't have to do that. However, Roger Goodell and the NFL have, in their most recent round of rights deals, they, they signed $100 billion worth of deals. 
So if you're looking at, well, how could Roger Goodell possibly be worth $63 million? It's going to go up $70 million a year. It's because he just signed $100 billion worth of rights. <laughs> making sounds, money. That sounds like a made-up number one. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> $100 billion? That's a lot. <laughs> just for just for ad revenue too, not to mention ticket sales. Yes, I mean, you're, so you're talking uh, you're talking uh, ABC slash ESPN, CBS, NBC, Fox, Amazon paid through the nose to get mm. uh, Thursday night football because they want to get on the streaming. Then you've got you know like all the licensing deals. They recently changed their red zone package, and so there's they have licensed everything. It's genius. I mean, say what you will about Roger Goodell, but he knows how to make his owners money. Okay, World Baseball Classic. The final is tonight. Who is playing? Japan and the United States. Ooh. And there's... Uh, Let's some, go Japan! Well, there's some really interesting, you know, uh, aspects to this. This will feature Shohei Otani, who plays for Japan, whose teammate is Mike Trout, who plays for the United States. They are teammates on the Angels. Shohei Otani's not going to start tonight's game. It's at 7 p.m., by the way. He's not going to start tonight. However, he will be available in relief. So we could have a showdown if it comes down to it where it's Otani versus Trout. Japan won last night. They had a walk-off victory. If you can find the uh, the the audio of the Japanese announcers, announcers losing their minds, yeah. it's, it's great audio. So like in, in, in like in the United States, like they're being this is being held at different locations in the United States. I think the average fan hasn't been into this as much as, you know, the Dominicans, the Puerto Ricans, the Japanese, the South Koreans. The Japanese South Korea game had seventy million viewers. So wow. internationally this is a big deal. Domestically, not as big a deal. My favorite story from the World Baseball Classic is the, the Italian team had an espresso maker in their dugout. <laughs> <laughs> That's right on brand, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I, I was picturing like the big one, you know, with all the pipes and, and all the uh, copper tubing, all the copper tubing, <laughs> steampunk looking thing. <laughs> Seeing the picture, it's just an espresso. <laughs> but still, the Italian team. I, it would have been nice if they put a wood oven pizza in there as well, right? <laughs> okay, I think we found the call here for the the Japanese victory last night. Let's hear it. <laughs> saying but they sound excited <laughs> i hope japan wins just for the call oh, yeah. so we have that audio tomorrow on the show thanks dev this is the taz and jim podcast it's time to take a trip to some small towns the taz and jim small town tournament of 64 continues today's head-to-head small town matchups Taz, first off we have kettle point versus dresden now kettle point are you tired of your lame boss calling boring meetings at work a powwow go to a real one the kettle point 51st anniversary competition powwow in july and if you're in the mood for love swing by kettle point for a date night because if you like netflix and chill you're gonna love two eagle video and smokes they're taking on (laughs) dresden ontario this morning the town sign as you come into dresden says discover dresden which is a bit of an upgrade from their old slogan where the hell is dresden (laughs) not much happens in dresden in fact 
people are still talking about a meteorite that fell there in 1939. 84 years ago, a 40-kilogram meteorite landed in a sugar beet field in Dresden. But like almost everyone else, the meteor quickly got bored and moved to Windsor. <laughs> Our other bracket features Delaware versus Milverton, Delaware, Ontario. Not to be confused with the state of Delaware, where President Joe Biden is from, but don't worry, there's plenty of creepy old guys that'll sniff you in Delaware, Ontario, too. <laughs> Home of the Delaware Speedway, which is why so many locals say to visitors, I'm sorry, you're going to have to speak up. Milverton, Ontario is the competition this morning where all the hot women from Stratford go who want to marry a farmer and start a family. That's why they call it Milverton. Home to Milverton Rodeo and one <laughs> restaurant called Karen's Kitchen. Their slogan, Karen's Kitchen, where the management wants to speak with you. <laughs> Mount Bridges versus Dutton, Ontario. Mount Bridges is the land of false advertising because there's no mountain and only one bridge. It is home to the great concert Rockin' Wheel, raising money for spinal cord research. And we have a very specially, uh, special opening act this year, Taz. We will have our buddy... Kenny run over Carson Briere in his wheelchair. Do not miss it. <laughs> They're taking on Dutton, Ontario this morning. I asked Alexa the other day to give me directions to Dutton, and all she said was, why? Well, maybe I'll go to the one bar they have in Dutton called The Goal Post. They call the bar The Goal Post because a lot of people have drank there, but no one's ever scored. Ah. Yeah, see that? Yes. Petrolia versus Fingal on the other side of the bracket here this morning. Are you craving for a simpler time? Uh, the patrol then Petrolia is the place for you. It's the last spot in Ontario where you can still smoke in the post office. Home to hockey legends <laughs> Dale Hunter, Dave Hunter, Mark Hunter, and early internet legend Milf Hunter. They're taking on <laughs> Fingal, Ontario this morning. If you're wondering where the lawn gnome you stole from your neighbor in high school came from, six, six gnomes lawn ornaments in Fingal is where it came from. And if you zoom out a little bit from Fingal, you'll find out it's actually made up of a few different regions. You got Middle Fingal, Pointer Fingal, and another town called Pinky Fingal. You put them together, you got Shocker County. I didn't realize that Milf Hunter was from Petrolia. Yeah, it's all the same family. <laughs> you learn something new every day.